Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, November 13th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Some health websites in the UK are sharing sensitive data with dozens of companies around the world. And Donald Trump threatens China with more tariffs if the tentative trade deal between the two countries isn't locked down. Plus, the FT's Martin Arnold explains how, even though Germany's manufacturing sector has brought the country to the brink of a recession, it doesn't tell the whole economic story. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Medical symptoms, diagnoses, drug names, menstrual and fertility data, this is the kind of information being shared with some ad-targeting giants. An FT investigation found that some of the UK's most popular health websites are sharing people's sensitive data with Google, Amazon, and Facebook. And with lesser-known data brokers and ad tech firms such as Scorecard and OpenX. Our reporters used open-source tools to analyze 100 health websites including WebMD, Healthline, and Baby Center. The investigation found that more than three-quarters of the sites dropped cookies, and these allowed third-party companies to track individuals' activities around the Internet. And it was all done without the type of consent that is legally required. So, for instance, menstrual and ovulation cycle information from Baby Center ended up with Amazon Marketing. And symptoms typed into WebMD's symptom checker, they were shared with Facebook. Last year, the EU adopted the General Data Protection Regulation. Since then, online advertisers are required to be more careful about data collection and data processing. They can't share user data such as health and sexual orientation without explicit consent. A Facebook spokesperson said the company is conducting an investigation and will take action against the websites that violate their terms. Google says it, quote, does not build advertising profiles from sensitive data and it has strict policies stopping advertisers from using this data to target ads. Amazon also denied using information from publisher websites for advertising audience segments, but it did not confirm what it did with the sensitive data it does receive. Donald Trump says he would be willing to ramp up the trade war with China. The U.S. president spoke at the Economic Club of New York on Tuesday, and he said that if no truce was reached with officials in Beijing, he would substantially raise U.S. tariffs on Chinese goods. A significant phase one trade deal with China could happen, could happen soon. But we will only accept a deal if it's good for the United States and our workers and our great companies. President Trump announced that a tentative agreement had been secured with China last month, but Washington and Beijing have been haggling over the details. Things such as whether Washington would roll back existing levies as part of the settlement and where a deal would be signed. The president's protectionist approach to trade has been a key feature of his economic agenda. But U.S. businesses have complained that the trade uncertainty has frozen their investment plans. In fact, growth in capital expenditure from July to September is far behind the double-digit growth in CapEx spending that came with President Trump's tax reform last year. That's based on the 80% of companies in the S&P 500 that have reported earnings for the quarter so far. After four elections in four years, Spain might finally have some hope for a government. On Tuesday, the ruling Socialist Party struck a deal with the radical left Podemos Party. It would be the country's first coalition government in modern times. But the two parties still need to win Parliament's backing, and they'll have to wait until December for a vote when Parliament reconvenes. And Tesla will plant its first European flag in Germany. 
Yesterday, chief executive Elon Musk announced that the company will bring its first European production site to Berlin. Sources tell the FT that Tesla is planning to build its Model 3 and Model Y vehicles at the site. Production is slated to start in 2021. And here's a story you should know more about. Germany has long been the powerhouse of the Eurozone. It's by far the biggest economy in Europe, and that's largely thanks to the exports from its strong manufacturing base. But manufacturing numbers have suffered this year, and that's hurting output. Figures that will be released on Thursday are expected to show that German gross domestic product contracted for the second quarter in a row, which would confirm that the country is in a recession. But it's a different story domestically. The FT's Martin Arnold explains. What's been the motor of the German economy for many years is the Mittelstand sector, which is the manufacturing sector, uh, and also the big car industry and the engineering sector, and, and also chemicals and pharmaceuticals, these the, the making things and, the, and, and exporting them around the world. What we've seen in, in the past year is that trade tensions, also the uncertainty over Brexit, and the particular difficulties that have hit the car industry. Car production has fallen double-digit percentages in Germany, hit by the slowdown in China, but also the switch to electric vehicles and tighter emission standards that have been imposed on the industry. So a whole, whole combination of factors have all dragged down confidence and growth and investment in those sectors. And that's really led to a recession in manufacturing in Germany, which has been the, the powerhouse of the German economy. You have seen this sharp slowdown as a result of global factors, which are affecting Germany harder than most other countries because it's such an open economy and relies so much on these exports. So we've got the impact of the US-China trade war affecting German manufacturing. But despite that, there are some parts of the German economy that are actually thriving. Well, the German economy at the moment is very much a two-speed economy. It's very much a dichotomy. You have what's traditionally been the, the main motor of the German economy, which is the export sector, the Mittelstand. But on the other hand, you've still got a very strong domestic economy. Service, The services sector is still growing pretty strongly. Consumer spending is still, is still strong. The labor market is incredibly strong. Germany's at almost full employment. Unemployment is at about 3%. The construction sector is booming. Living here in, in Frankfurt, as I do, it doesn't feel like a country that is in a, any kind of economic crisis. It feels, feels like a country that's, that's doing pretty well, pretty comfortably, thank you very much. Property prices, house prices are, are rising and people complain that they can't get a builder to come and, and, and do extensions on their houses because all the builders are booked up six to 12 months in advance. So we've got a thriving part of the economy and a struggling part. Can the good times last for the services sector, Martin? Economists tell me that they're all watching for is any sign that the deep slowdown and the recession that already is happening in the manufacturing sector and the export sector starts to spread over and spill over into the uh, domestic services focused sector and into consumer spending. That would be a really worrying sign because then you would start to see the impact on the labor market, people losing their jobs, consumer spending drying up, and that would be a real concern. I think then, in, then I think investors would start to take notice, politicians would start to take much more notice and get much more worried about it. 
You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. It's a big day in D.C. today. President Trump hosts Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan at the White House. Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell testifies before U.S. Congress on the economic outlook. And it's the first day of open impeachment hearings in the House of Representatives. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.